What is it about people that go against the grain that ticks people off so much? Is it the piercings? Is it the tattoos? Is it the oddly colored hair? Is it the weird clothes? It couldn't be it, right? What is it? I know, I know, I know, I know. Is it just the joy and the revelry in someone who's comfortable with themselves? Because I find that those who are not comfortable with themselves really get rubbed raw by it. And while we're on the topic, I thought that this would be a great episode to address Miss Shikari. Wonderful Wonder Woman, Miss Shikari. And I decided to get a professional, not a professional athlete, but a professional person who likes to be themselves, a professional be themselfer. Bria. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this unapologetic episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child, the one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. Hello, my dear. Hello. Well, you know, I want to thank you ever so much for coming to join us for the beginning of season three of Beauty Reform School. Well, thank you for having me. I feel like I just got called into the principal's office, but hopefully for a good conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm very, very... You, I don't even have to tell you um, how long I've wanted to have you here. You know, we're not even going to discuss that. I feel like that should be on like an E-True Hollywood story episode <laughs> of our relationship. Indeed. So what I did call you here for is we got to talk about Miss Shikari. Oh, my goodness. You we mean... got to talk about it. It's been it's been at me for the last you know ever since I first saw her her flaming orange hair fly down the track it's been at me and people have said some really trifling things and I was like that's it we're doing an episode that's it that tears it I was like I'm not even gonna I was like I'm not even gonna engage on social media we're just doing an episode that's all that's all hello 
Hello? Bria? Yes. Oh, did you hear me? Did you lose me? No, I didn't lose you. I've been oh, here. Okay. <laughs> See, this is, they say that the devil works hard. Yes. <laughs> and misogyny works harder. They're trying to yes. get us through through the, the, the telewaves. Yes, that's right. That's quite all right. So I'm just going to repeat what I said. Mm-hmm. I said that um, as soon as I saw her flaming orange hair fly down the track, I knew I had to do an episode. And I refused to engage on social media about it because people have been really, really in their feelings. So I said, I'm just going to do an episode. And you were the perfect person to have this chat chat with. <laughs> you know, I'm always here for the rage. <laughs> always. It's not just about the rage. Age. It's not just about the rage. It's about lots of things because you and I have had multiple conversations about hair color, style, representation, just all that stuff. And it's just, it's so funny because this, this particular issue really just kind of tags, you know, tags a lot of those things. It really does. It really does. And it's just, it just boggles me how we should be discussing how this person might be a superhero, might actually have a costume somewhere and is saving lives unbeknownst to us. And yet we're discussing their, their acrylics Mm -hmm. that that's what we decided to wake up in the year of our Lord, 2021 (laughs) (laughs) and discuss. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, skill, accomplishment, presence, that's not important. It really is, you know? Let's just focus on nails. Yes. You know, forget all the training that she has done forever. Forget her, you know, the machine that is her body. Forget her mind and discipline and all that let's just talk about the nails yeah and we're not even going to discuss the talent it takes to be able to do everything she's doing in those nails Mm -hmm. we're just going to discuss the fact that you can't figure out how to use chopsticks while wearing nails yeah let's also talk let's not also talk about the fact that not everybody on the planet gets to be an actual olympian or go yes. to the Olympics mm-hmm. because we all don't have that skill set at all. Um, but she does, so let's. But we don't have to talk about that. No, 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 no. no, no. That's secondary. Uh huh. Might even be tertiary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might even I... be tertiary because first, you know, we got to talk about the hair, then we got to talk about the lashes, then we got to talk about the nails. So, yeah, it might be tertiary indeed. Yeah, yeah, but yet when these, uh, I guess that they would be, it wouldn't be a stereotypical depiction of what they perceive Black women as. But I guess that it would be the, the comical depiction of what they perceive Black women as. They live. Oh, yeah. They live. Oh, yeah. They yeah. live. Saturday Night Live, what? Mm-hmm. Bonquiqui, live. Iconic. <laughs> but the second that you see these women actually out here succeeding. Right. In something that you could never Never. Never. And I say this as someone who could never, never right. hope to even accomplish. No, not even. It's an issue. Not even in, not even when I was at my peak. <laughs> 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 I 
Not even at my feet. <laughs> I thought like, I was doing something in six inch heels. Like look, I thought I was really like just setting the world on fire in stilettos, but that was just I can't me. even do that. I have ingrown toenails from customer service. I can't even do a kitten Girl. heel at this point. Okay, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> at the hands of the workforce. Let's not even But I feel like they, they coexist. It, it's just this idea that you can't succeed in the world by being yourself. You have to be this idealized version, this very arbitrary idealized version of a human being to just mm-hmm. exist, let alone succeed. Right. Yeah, it's true. And it, it's bananas to me. Like, she's just as fast with her lace front on right, as if she were to take it off. So why does it matter? Right. Especially as an athlete, like we we have these conversations about respectability politics often um, when we're talking about like lawyers, doctors, that type of thing. But this is an athlete who's, you know, her career is about her body. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so why why can't her body just be its best version of itself? Right. And. Um, I'm just going to put, I'm just going to dangle this here and then we'll put it to the side for a minute, come back to it. But there's a whole thing where a lot of people have a lot of criticism for female athletes because their bodies are muscular and they're, and by being muscular, they're considered less feminine. So if she chooses to really play up her femininity, Mm -hmm. like, you know, which one do you want? You know, what do you want? Do you want, you want to just make fun of her for being overly muscular or do you want to be, make fun of her for being feminine? Like which one you want to do? Like pick one. I don't know. Exactly. Because if she just had her natural nails, no eyelashes and shaved her head bald, which would make her more aerodynamic, that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you'd be even more intimidated. So... Just so you don't want to see her succeed, that's fine. We can just I mean, skip. Just, just, say, just, say, that. just say, it. say it. I mean, if that's what your issue is, just go ahead and own your stuff and say it. We can skip a whole lot of therapy. We really and just go right to the root of the issue. Just go right to it, and and just you know, and just just first of all, before you even just have a sit down with yourself and be honest. You know what I mean? You don't even need. Don't worry, don't worry about us for now. Just you, you go ahead and sit down with yourself. Look in the mirror. Go ahead and be honest <laughs> with yourself. Know thyself. I, I say many times on this podcast, know thyself. If you're a piece of garbage, know that about yourself. And, and own it. Own it. And then that way you can, you can navigate through life a little easier. And we can too, because you'll know that you're right. trash. And we'll be like, oh, trash. Okay, got it. But Thank you, you for letting me know. Yeah, you just can't just just go through the world saying things at random, and then we don't know that you're trash until you start saying dumb stuff. Like, it it it's, it it takes up too much time. It really exactly. Does. I stopped listening to people. Well, I stopped listening to people a long time ago. But when I really just put a period and closed the book, uh, when they were calling Meg Megan the Stallion manly, and I was like, do y'all not know? What the 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 quote unquote ideal body type for women is? 
No, I think they don't actually. Well, because they've spent, you know, they've spent all this time trying to go against the actual feminine body type. But when when women were being shamed for mm. eons, right? Like, oh, you're not curvy enough. You don't have a small enough waist. You don't have long legs. You don't like y'all manifested Megan the Stallion. Right. Y'all did that. They did. They conjured. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how you put you used to put a spoon under your pillow for it to be a snow day yeah yeah y'all did that right yep y'all did that it's like the witches of eastwick when they were eating the cherries it was, yes! like, it was like okay this is what you want got it here's here you go. And, and here she is and here she gorgeous is. here she is tall leggy Curvy. built like like jessica rabbit incarnate and she's manly. Listen, yeah, y'all don't know what y'all y'all don't know what you want. It's fine. Well, you also don't understand sexuality either, but that's another well. But, uh, <laughs> well, but let us let us remember. Let us take a moment and remind ourselves and our listeners that the beauty business in general is based off of um, self doubt and yep. the goal to be something other than you are. So um, that's what they built the, the business on. So it's like they their job is to tell you that you're lacking things and these particular products will give you the things you lack. That is what the beauty business is, you know, as far as marketing, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Now, it's changed a bit with like more creative brands and like brands that steer towards creative people and things of that nature. But even with the advertising of that, it's more like if you don't own this piece, then you're lacking. Right. So, but that's advertisements in general. Like any advertisement you look at is going to tell you, you need this particular thing. Your life is not complete unless you have this. Like that's, that's the nature of advertising. So I've been studying advertising throughout this whole quarantine nonsense, um, as one does, because I had nothing else to do with my life. And Mm -hmm. I found out recently that women only started shaving their underarms because I want to say it was Gillette. Gillette was trying to tap into a new market base. And they're like, you know how we can tap in? We can make women feel horrible for something for no reason that's hilarious because i thought gillette was the best a man could get <laughs> <laughs> i guess they took a they took a detour from that goal. yeah they were like well if it's good for men it'll be great for women mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it was gillette and they were like well we'll just start making women feel weird about having hair yeah, under their right. arms right. and we'll start telling men that that's undesirable and yeah. sure enough, women ran to the stores. And started shaving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Well, you know what's funny is I've never, my thing with underarm hair is, um, and I know that it's not true, like, you know, nothing a bath can't cure, but me and my family growing up, they always taught us that, um, you know, that underarm hair traps odor and then it'll just make you smelly. So, mm-hmm. like, just get rid of it because you're going to just be smelly. So, like, I equate 
that with that, even though I know for a fact that, you know, just take a shower. Like, you know, (laughs) but I'm just like, I just live in terror of that because like they really, really ingrained that in me as a kid. So I just like the dolphin feel because I'm weird. That's too. So regularly as a kid, like if I had shaved, I would go up to somebody and just start doing the all the dolphin squeaks. Yep. And that that was how I communicated that I was a very weird child. Well, you know. And that's why I continue to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all a choice, you know, just like but Shikari chose. Yeah, but you have to you have to understand like again, know thyself. Exactly. You have to understand the reasons that you're doing things mm-hmm. and why. And if someone else doesn't do those same things, then your job is to not judge and to mind thine business. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. Different strokes for different folks. And you just have to let it be. Like, I could never, I could never wear those lashes. Not because they look bad, but I I have very sensitive eyes. Right, and me and lashes. <laughs> as much as you and I have tried to make it a, a thing, we have tried. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I have about four sets in my drawer right now that are tried, like one y'all. day. Tried hard. One day, but Miss Shakari with them lashes, girl. Well, you know the funny thing is, I was telling someone recently. I think I was telling you. Um, I was like, you know, I'm like when I gig, I wear lashes all the time. But I have to put them on and then pray on them and everything because I know that I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be sweaty. My skin's going to be sticky. And I'm scared those things are going to start sliding around. So, like, it takes a lot of will just for me to stand up there and sing and wear lashes. But I wear them because I love them. <laughs> but <laughs> but to, to be running at almost, a, like, 100 miles an hour with those things, I don't see I can't see it. I can't mm-hmm. see it. So... I can't see it. So whoever, whatever magician or wizard puts those on, <laughs> good for them. Like, you know, good for them because they stay and everything and she's, they're flapping and she's running and all right. Between that and her wig, well, yeah. I don't know if it was a wig or a weave. I, it feels like a wig to me because those edges were laid fantastically. They really were. They really were. And regardless, whoever installed that, kudos to you. And if Miss Shikari was installing it, girl, you are a quadruple threat. Seriously. I'm curious, too. I wonder if she does. Like, that would be, I'd be done if she did. Like, if she was the one that did it, I'd be done. I'd be like, all right, then. Because <laughs> you got it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be like, who gave you all the talent? Right. I'm going to just go ahead and forget about me. I'm going to just be over here. <laughs> I, you got everything. Never mind. You did it already. Yeah, never mind. All right. And it's um, beautiful that we're seeing this generation of uh, women. I would say women in general, uh, but specifically female athletes that are just defying stereotypes. Like I saw um, one of the shot putters. Is it shot putters that throw the ball? Yeah, shot put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, you know I don't do sports ball. It, it's a lot. I do not do the footy, the footy sports. The for, the footy thing. Yeah. But she had a lime black woman, mm-hmm. uh, thick, and she had a uh, lime green shortcut you, in you one know, of the I videos. I'm on board with that. What? I was like, you. I don't care if you threw it two inches. You won. You won it, girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> she won. She came out. You, you, you're done. You she wound you up in the video that I saw. She won. Right. So I'm like, yes. And then, of course, we can't forget our our gymnast girl that's just collecting trophies. Yeah. But not even she doesn't even have to do any effort anymore. She just walks out there. It's like give give her give it. It's just excellence. And me and my mom used to watch um, the Olympics religiously, you know, when she was alive. We used to watch it regularly. And I enjoyed it. We loved, we, I was big on ice skating because I, I loved I ice skating. It. Well, when I was watching it, Syria Bonali was like wrecking shop over there. So, you know, that was, that was uh, amazing then. That was Black Girl Magic back then, watching her do these flips and, be defiant and be a problem. Like it was just, <laughs> it was great. I loved it. But, um, you know, but then like when, when they did her dirty, I kind of like mm. got sour on it and I didn't really want to watch ice skating after that. And I mm-hmm. haven't really, now that I think about it, I really haven't. After that, I was like, never mind, bye, I'm out. And uh, I really didn't, I haven't watched the Olympics because there was just so much, it was so toxic you know like there were some yeah. problems and I was like never mind bye but these girls this new generation is like making me think twice like should I watch the Olympics you know when it comes out this year like should I but I don't know I, we'll see. I was already sitting here like is this about to be my new thing am I about to start following so many of them that's just doing so many amazing things I don't know I might have to I might Look, this time. I don't know. It might just be the new wave. Okay. I mean, I guess maybe. We're going to have an Olympics party. I might have to set some time aside, I guess. I don't know. Because they're like, just really doing it right now. But my Olympics party, everyone has to wear fantastically laid lace fronts. <laughs> We're going to have a, a Lee press on table somewhere where you can get your nails done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we will apply our lashes as they do the little firelight thing oh man that's great because that these girls so are out here doing the thing and I know that Miss Simone was excited yep. seeing someone else out there I'm sure she was I'm sure she was like yes finally <laughs> I just I don't know I don't know I'm just really excited and hopefully the and, it's so funny. I was just literally talking about this with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Statistically, eventually, someone from this generation is going to become a multi-million CEO. Someone, one, some of us are going to wind up in human resources. Some of us are going to wind up in positions of power where we can really set the tone mm, for... Bless it. I hope so. Right. And hopefully we can get rid of this idea that kitten heels have to be professional, that, you know, you can't have dyed hair and do a good job, that tattoos are taboo. Hopefully we remember these things and and we'll put our foot down. Can I also just mention, by the way, and this is strictly coming from a personal place, um, wearing ballet flats and kitten heels and heels of any kind like that on a regular basis where you have to stand up for long periods of time and you get no foot support and things mm-hmm. like that when you're, when you're saying you can't wear sneakers and things like that to work it's, it's especially at jobs where you're required to stand for long periods of time and things like that it does take a toll it does hurt your body it does do terrible things to you 
in the long run. So they really need to rethink that and rework that. And especially for a lot of people that suffer from physical uh, problems and abnormalities and disabilities, you're making it impossible for them to work effectively. You know, like it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I worked standing up for years with a cane Mm -hmm. with, with very few breaks and for hours on end and it I'm paying for it now yeah you know no it affects your body man it does and I mean but if you just think about that though it's like here why don't you stand on this hard floor uncarpeted floor for hours Mm -hmm. and not have any foot support just go ahead no (laughs) yeah and then even if you can um I'll tell you personal story so my cousin was in love with heels. Love mm-hmm. with heels. She was she was that girl that in high school would try to sneak out in the heels to school and people would be like, me. no, you can't wear those. That she was me. that girl. I did it. So she wore them so often, especially when she was younger, that her Achilles tendon wound up becoming underdeveloped. Yep. So when she went to try to wear flats, you know, when she eventually got pregnant. Yeah, it was hard for her to do. She couldn't do it. Yeah. She had to at least have, I think, a three-inch heel on in order to feel comfortable. Yeah. But what happens is your toes slide down. When you wear a heel, mm-hmm. your toes slide down to the, to, the, to the toe of the shoe, and your, your toes don't form properly. Oh, no. So they because they're always crunched in that oh yeah just because of gravity just gravity even if you get the shoe that fits the right size it's still gravity so why are we subjecting ourselves to this precisely i mean because shoes because heels are cute that's the that's the answer that's one of the answers because are they though or is this just something that we've convinced ourselves no i'm pretty sure heels are cute (laughs) you saw you saw where i was trying to take it i was trying they're, they're beautiful. But the, <laughs> the thing about it is, yes, on the other side of that argument, yes, because that's been a thing that people have encouraged you to wear in the workforce and, you know, in social events, they consider it formal wear, party wear, whatever, mm-hmm. heels, then more people do it. And the, they, then the heels have become more and more extreme over the years. Yeah. And I love an extreme heel, so don't get me wrong. I'm not. Oh, no. I have a couple of heels in my closet right now that I will never wear a day in my life, but they're there. But they're there. Because they're they're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I keep trying to convince myself it's just Stockholm Syndrome and that eventually I'll get rid of them. It's not going to happen. Well, when I moved here, I got rid of a ton because when I got when I got my cane, I um, when I got my cane, I knew I couldn't wear them anymore. Mm hmm. And I kept them on a bookshelf lined up for years. years. And then when I moved here, I was like, you know what? We're not taking these to the new spot. Like, (laughs) I had to just box them up and give them away. I was like, that's, I can't. So I did. It was painful. I I shed a tear or two, but, and I kept two pair. (laughs) I kept two pair because there were two pair that are just amazing. And I, I, there was just no way. Like, I just was like, I have to just keep these just because because they're just too amazing and I can't I just can't but one of my friends was like you know what you should when you do a photo shoot you should do you should wear them sitting down yeah 
And I was like, you know what? Done. <laughs> done and done. So, yeah, I'm going to eventually when I do a photo shoot, I'll be sitting in a chair wearing those fantastic uh, shoes. You should. Yeah. But I was thinking about it yesterday. because So I went to a wedding yesterday. And maybe two or three days ago, I had a minor toe injury. Oh, no. That has been preventing me from wearing, like, nothing that I had to go to the hospital. Um, but it was it, it it got a little a little touch and go there for a second. Yeah. Um, but it's been preventing me from wearing like a lot of my flats. I tried to put on a pair of slingbacks for an interview recently. That was not it. I put it on and the foot was like, no, we're not doing this today. But so I get ready to go to the wedding and it's a semi-formal occasion. And I had this these pair, this pair of uh like statement flats, I want to say. Like they looked good. Yeah, but the wiring in my brain told me this is a wedding. One does not wear right, right. flats to a wedding, and I was like, "But you literally suffered an injury that could prevent you from like being able to walk." Right. But my brain was like, "No, no, we we're we're gonna we're gonna try to to muster through it." Luckily, I had a pair of. Uh, heels that weren't too too bad because mm-hmm. they were a little roomy yeah. but it was just the idea that I could not even for medical medicinal purpose person yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I could not force myself to wear flats right if I wanted to well fun fact um I was one of those girls that used to sneak and wear heels to school and oh. I got busted and as a result, my mom told me I could only wear this one pair of shoes for, you know, indefinitely. And they were my Chuck Taylors. Wow. Hence was born my style of wearing sneakers with dresses. Yes. And because at first I didn't want to wear any dresses because I was like, oh, I'm allowed to wear is my Chucks. And I was like, uh. but I started wearing my Chucks with my dresses and it was weird at first, but then the weirdness like got a hold of me and I started to enjoy the weirdness and I just started doing it. And now it's like a thing. Like I'll wear chucks with a dress in a second. Well, not chucks because they have no support, but I'll wear sneakers with a dress now with no problem because it just happened. You know, it evolved naturally out of my trying to wear heels. So look at you being a, a trailblazer. Listen, you gotta you gotta make it you gotta make it work with what you have. And that's kind of like, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast too. Like, you know, your style can be very specific to who you are and what you are. Just like mm-hmm. whatever you like, build your style around that. You know, like whatever you're into, whatever you, you're comfortable in, whatever yep. makes you feel good, build your style around that. Don't go the don't do it the opposite way. Don't go looking for something and then doing it. Like whatever you are comfortable with, that's what you build your style around. And you can do that and still appreciate other people's styles. Absolutely. Like I'll never forget it. I was working in customer service and I had I used to have this fantastic well, you remember. I used to have this fantastical afro. First of all, I miss it and I love it. (laughs) They just kind of engulfed my body. Um, but so I was standing there and I had a customer that had this gorgeous Naomi Campbell weave, Mm -hmm. like back when 44 inches before they had the song about 44 inches, she, Mm -hmm. she just emerged 
and she had these very long lashes, very done up. And we stood there and she stared at me and I stared at her for a couple of seconds. And we both said almost in unison, I love your hair. Right. And it was like, it was genuine. It, it yep. didn't even come with that caveat of, but I could never. Right, right. It was just genuine women appreciating women. Which is my favorite. Exactly. I mean, one, I, one of the things that I don't like, and I think this is something that we just, as a community, maybe I'm just overly sensitive, but I want to hear your take. I dislike the, the gorgeous... But I would never wear that when you're saying it to the person, if that makes any sense. Or I could never wear that. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, I It depends on who says it. I'll let it slide, you know. But even mm-hmm. when I was working where I was working, um, <clears throat> I had clients say that to me all the time. You know, they always said it to me as, you know, oh, I like your eye makeup or I like your hair, but I could never do that. And I was like, yes, you could. Right. Like, I'd say, I was like, why? Why can't you? You know? And then they're, well, oh, oh, well, I could because I, you know, because I work at such and such and I couldn't. I was like, you, I was like, you can do it on the weekends. There you go. And they would just look at me blankly like, oh, oh, you know, like they didn't know what to say. Because like the the reality, though the 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 truth is no you could never because you that's not you that's all it is like yeah. you, you can but, and if you can admire it on me and then and leave it at that yeah. you don't have to say i could never right if you can't you can't for unless we're talking about miss shikari because that that's just i don't even know how physically that works. Like, I don't know. I need to know which glue she's using for now, all see, of that's these. That's the thing. That, it's funny you should say that because like, <laughs> if, I saw, if I saw her in person and I was in a situation where I could talk to her, you know, conversationally and everything, I would, that would be the thing I'd say. Like, I yes. would tell her, like, you look amazing, blah, blah, blah. But I gotta know what, what lash glue are you using, lady? Right. Because, that's amazing like that that's what i would say yeah like i could never i would just say you look great i i'm living for you i love it yes more please but i gotta know what lash glue is that like you know that's that's it's just that simple like it's you it's fine to admire someone but to say like i can't i can never do that it's 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 unnecessary you don't need to say that it's not necessary, number one, to say I yes. can never. Um, and number two, if you could never, then that's not their problem. That's your problem. Exactly. And maybe you should ruminate to yourself. Right. Maybe you should look into why yeah. you could never. You know, if it's a problem, like if it's bothering you, like if you wish you could, but you feel like you can't, then you need to ruminate on that. And if you don't, if you truly don't want to do it, then you don't need to say I could never. Right. It's not, it's, it's, no one asked you to, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because no you know me, I have perfected the art of the work wig yeah. um, as one that enjoys dyeing her hair right. as many times as possible. Yes. And I've had a couple of people recently, you know, go, oh my God, I love your hair. The pink is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop right there. Right. 
there's literally nothing physically stopping you from dyeing your hair pink at this very moment. Nothing. There's really nothing. Like, nothing. If, if there's really nothing. Because like you just said, you could wear a wig. There's, yeah. There's, there's, you could even do like a spray. Like if you don't want to dye it, dye it. If you don't want that commitment, there are sprays now. There are a yeah. of sprays. So like you could take a hair color spray on the weekends and go ham. Like you could totally do that. There's yeah. hair waxes now that are. You colored. could do the little clip-ins from Hot Topic. Clip-ins. Do what you do. Exactly. There are there's those waxes that are colored that you just run through your hair and a one shampoo will get them out. Mm-hmm. Like there's all kinds of stuff you can do if you if you enjoy colored hair and you want to enjoy it, but you have work requirements that prevent you from wearing it to work. There are plenty of ways that you can do it. Which leads me into another topic that I, while I have you. Of course. So there, I'm having, I've been having this problem, but, but I kind of just, since you're here, I want to talk about it. Um, so the thing about, you know, as far as like the, the, the requirements for women of color, like to style their hair. Um, oh boy. It's, I know. <laughs> It's gotta. It's there's something's gotta stop. Like it's gotta change. Um, you know, like there's there's lots of there's new laws that are coming in. The Crown Act's coming in, and they're talking about you know how women how women of color are allowed to have their hair in their natural state. Um, Congratulations. I feel, like, I feel like when they're saying their natural state, I don't think that they fully understand even what they're saying. No. Because because they'll say, oh, you can wear it natural, but you need to keep it this way or that way. That's still, that's not natural then now, is it? No. You know? It's a tolerable natural. Yeah, we need you to have it in a tolerably natural fashion, which is kind of, because like if the, if the, if you just, like if you want to wear it natural, like, okay, so like the, the, the other, someone who is not a non-person of color can literally get up in the morning, run a comb through it, and just, that's it. They don't have well, to do another thing. You could have stopped with just woken up. Oh, okay. Because we, we've, I've been around plenty that just woke up. That's true. You are correct. So they can just wake up and walk out the door and go to work, and it's fine. And they'll never hear a word about it. No. Um, so why can't a person of color literally do the same thing? Why can't they just get up and just go with however the, the the way that their hair is at that time, if that's how they choose to wear, like some people do groom their hair, different, you know, in certain, into certain yeah. fat, you know, styles or whatever. But if if you're not that person, if you're just a person that likes to let their hair grow out of their head naturally and wear it like that, how come you can't wear that to work? How come that's not considered professional? That's the thing that's bugging me. Well, we we know it's racism. We know we know we that. Don't, that. Yeah. <laughs> we we know that's why. We know that. Okay. Okay. Um, let me preface by saying yes, I know that. But, <laughs> but I'm saying why more of a you know, a way to pontificate. Um aside from racism aside, like why is that not well, possible? you know, like mm. why is that not possible? And you can't really put racism aside on this particular question. But right, I'm just sitting here like because then that even bleeds into colorism. Or yes. hair texturism. Right. Texturism more. Like, texturism. I think that's where I'm headed. I think it's texturism and things of Be- that nature, I think. Because in their mind, it's Tracy Ellis Ross. 
that is the the black woman that they're speaking to on you can wear your hair naturally. It so is. It so is. And I love Aunt Tracy, but it so is. I love her. And she would even say, it, it, they, this bill was not meant for me. Right. <laughs> Y'all need to, to take it back. Yeah. My because if Miss Grace home. Jones walked in the office, right. it, it would be a different story. Right. My mom wore an afro, like, from the minute she was old enough to be able to stop hot-pressing her hair, mm-hmm. she was done. Like, she had to wear <laughs> for high school, and when high school was finished, she was like, uh, threw that hot comb away. She was like, that's it. And she wore her hair natural from that moment on. She had an afro the whole time. The only thing God that she was if it was longer or shorter. That's it. That's the way to go. I used to love my afro. And, like, Mind you, as most women of color will know, that that's a lot of upkeep. It is. Even even with an afro, it's a yeah. lot of upkeep. It's a lot of keeping it healthy, yeah. and that's why when people um, call black women who wear their hair naturally unruly, it just bothers me so much because I'm like, you don't know the, work. the upkeep and the yeah. work. Mm-hmm that it takes in general like you guys just say oh grow your hair out or put it in a braid like that's a five second yeah that's a five second process even with skill that takes time and if you don't have the skill that takes money and time it does It, it really really does a lot of people do not realize and it's like and then also let's get into like you know even just the upkeep of wearing of styling your hair to go to work, then let's talk about going to bed. Oh my! Like the things that need to happen before you go to bed. You can't just go and plop your head on the pillow. No, ma'am. You can't do that. I mean, you could, but you're gonna pay for it. The next day. I look. I've paid for it quite a few times, and I was as like, "This is too much." That's how I. And I've had like three dents in my afro. Out. My my pressing curl unpressed and went. Yep. It's you gotta too much. Your, you got to wrap your head. You got to buy your little silk pillowcase. You got to wear your bonnet. There's so many. There's so many things that you have to take into consideration. Like, what am I gonna do today? Am I gonna wear the bonnet? Or am I, am I gonna wrap no it? No lie. It? What am I gonna do? The most freeing moment of my life has been and will always be the day I shaved my head was okay. the most freeing moment of my life. And I recommend it to each woman at least once in your life. I agree. You yes. have to do. You will not understand freedom until you do that to yourself. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The first time I shaved my sides, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. Because um, it was just that, that hair, that strip of hair in the middle. And I was like, this is, this just literally cut my time in half. <laughs> I don't have to do, you know? Like, I, yeah. Literally cut my time in half, my styling time in half. Please, the second the so I shaved my head, and I'll never forget the shower I took afterwards. It was the first because all my life I had always had this. The, my hair was either pinned straight and very long, or it was a ginormous afro. Right, right. The the moment I felt the water touch my scalp. Right. I was like, I don't think that I've ever actually had water touch my scalp. Like right. it's run over it. Right, right. While while washing. But right. like to just have it like massage your scalp. Oh. This is why men do it. Men have been hiding this from us. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. For generations. Oh yes. 
But the second that you do that, you strip yourself of your quote-unquote femininity, which I found shortly afterwards. Right. But once you you get over that and you realize it's just hair, it can be gone, it can come back, you just open yourself up to so many different possibilities. Mm -hmm. And I honestly feel like once you... That's when it starts becoming fun. Once you divorce yourself from this I have to fit this mold. Right. Right. Once you shave your head, once you put on 18 inch acrylics or take the 18 inch acrylics off, once you divorce yourself from that. Yeah. Then when you go back and start doing it again, it becomes fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, you know, the minute, like you said, once you come into your own with with whatever that choice is, whatever you come into that your own there you do feel a huge sense of freedom like you know people who say oh i can't get a tattoo or people who say oh you know i'm scared to get nails or i don't want to wear this or that like when you get off of that and you just get over yourself and you just do what it is you've been wanting to do there is that a huge level of freedom that comes with that it is even when it comes to tattoos and i have a bunch and i feel like i might be the odd one out of a, a bunch of tattoo groups, I, I feel like you should be able to have at least one dumb tattoo. And I challenge everyone who has tattoos to get one dumb tattoo just because you like the design. Why? Because it's your body. Right. It's your body. It's your life. It really doesn't. Believe it or not, it does not matter. Like, But you have to know that you really, that you want it. Like, you have to get a dumb tattoo that you want. Like, now- yeah. Not just any old dumb tattoo, but one no. you want. You know, one that you want. It can, it can be anything. It don't matter what it is. But it's like got to be something that means something to you and that you want. And, you know, it's, it does not matter, you know. Once you, get, once you cross the threshold and get your first tattoo, you already have joined a club <laughs> unknowingly that you, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, that put you in like another category you know yes. like, because you have a tattoo so which is stupid but it's true and um but you have just joined the unruly kids club have yeah fun. that's it that's all no big deal i mean but i had joined that club even before my first tattoo so it didn't right? even matter at that point. <laughs> you know i was already doing things that you know were, was going against the grain and all that crap so i just it was fine. It didn't even, it wasn't even a big day, like, in that regard. It was just, like, I got that tattoo because I wanted it and it meant something. So I did it, but. And it, it all circles back. Like, my grandmother, when I was younger, I told her that I wanted a tattoo. I've wanted tattoos since I was a kid. I was like, I, I want, I want something. It needs to happen, Grandma. And she was like, no, because do you see any lawyers, doctors, yeah. senators with tattoos? Fast forward a couple of years, my uncle, who was a very, uh, very well-known nurse in his, in his field, in his little sphere, yeah. has a whole sleeve of tattoos. And it's like, okay, so our, in our own family, you know what I mean? We see it. Yeah. And then you, you like flash over to AOC, who's now wearing red lipstick and hoops to prove to young women of color that you can be 
in her position and still wear red lipstick and hoops. Right. And then you flash over to Shikari, who's a living superhero. Yes. And now you can be an Olympic athlete. Right, right. With lashes, acrylics. And whatever color hair you want. Exactly. And it's just beautiful, man. It's just beautiful that people are just starting to recognize that, hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think the big key takeaway, especially with someone like Shikari, is like, you can do it, but you know, people are going to talk shit, but so what? Yeah. So what? And they're not on your level anyway. They don't know the joys of multicolored hair. They don't know the, they don't know the thrill of a three-inch nail. Like, they don't, they don't know. So. And then that also comes with that that other double-edged sword that especially women of color have gotten all their life of yes you are beautiful yes you can do whatever you want to yes you can look however you want to while doing it however you'll have to be an olympic athlete right you know what i mean yeah you can't just be just anybody on the block you gotta gotta right You got you got to fly, right? Well, you know, like one of my one of my secret sadnesses um, is, you know, I had someone tell me uh, years ago because I've always wanted knuckle tats. I've always wanted them, Um, and I mean, I spent months like looking up different knuckle tats, like trying to decide what I wanted when I got them, you know, Mm -hmm. and. You know, I had someone tell me like you you shouldn't you shouldn't get the knuckle tax tats until you like get like a really really great job that you're that you can keep you know like because no one's yes. gonna want to hire you with knuckle tats. And I admit that I sat there I like you know even to this day I always have like I hesitate like whenever I thought about getting a tattoo again I always hesitated because I was like oh they're probably right though like. You know, I don't know, like this job, I have this job, but like, what if I don't have this job one day? And mm-hmm. like, what, what do I do? And so, so I still live like it with a little bit of fear regarding that. But, you know, like I was telling myself, I was like, you should just do it. Like, you should just do it. And, and not, it's not even because I want the knuckle tats so much anymore. It's more because just because people say you can't. Like, that's yeah, the, the, the great act of defiance. That's the main reason I wanted at this point is because like people say you can't like and therefore like that means I feel like it makes me want it because it's like you told me I couldn't have it. So now I want it even more. So, yeah, I, I think that that might be the source of my pink hair right now. Yeah, because I know I know deep down in my soul, right? There, there's a small part of me that looks in the mirror and goes, "You know, your life would be a lot easier if you just dyed your hair back to to brown right. or black." Right. But every time I see a a young woman, especially of color or an older woman of color, go, "I love your hair. Don't do anything about it." I'm like, "Yeah, no, yeah. I'm never ch- dying it back." Yeah, ever the whole fact, the whole thought of like you have to, the fact that you have to adjust yourself, um, your appearance in order to have to make to have a living, is nuts. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Like, and you know, Starbucks altered their thing because like when I was working uh, for Starbucks years ago, 
um, you had to wear like armbands and bandages and like you know all kinds. Of Why stuff your tattoos? You weren't allowed to show them. And I'm gonna tell you right now because customers. Do you know that? Um, like I have actually seen you know Yelp reviews or customer service things where people have complained about a barista that had a tattoo. They weren't complaining about the service. They weren't complaining about the store. They were complaining like this. Oh, and I saw this girl with a blah, blah tattoo on her neck and I didn't like it. And, eh, eh, eh. and I'm like, That really? stems from someone that wanted a tattoo when they were younger. Right. And their parent gave them that whole speech about how tattoos are, are the devil's plaything, And mm-hmm. that's why they weren't allowed. That's all that is. That is jealousy. That's just unprofessional. Is it? Because the person made your drink, they made it well, they made it quickly, they smiled, they told you to have a nice day, they gave it to you. Where's the unprofessionalism? Where is it at? I don't know. Exactly. I was talking about this with someone else, and I was like, you know what? I don't think that I... There are very little careers that you could have where I would be a patron of yours, and if you did not have a tattoo I would want you to do it like my lawyer my lawyer should have a tattoo why because he needs to have the confidence they need to have the confidence yeah to get a tattoo to represent me right Mm -hmm. you know like my makeup artist I want them to have crazy colored eyeshadow why because that means that they're great at blending colors so they know which palettes that I would want my barista, I want my barista to look a little different. Why? Because they have creativity and they have great taste. So my coffee will probably be amazing. I'm going to take it a step further. I want my fill in the blank to have whatever because I want them to just be happy with their life. You know? you know what? If they're happy with their life, they're going to be a great customer service representative. They're yes. going to they're gonna be, they're not going to be cranky. They're not going to be mean. They're not going to be sad. They're gonna, yep. <laughs> whatever, whatever place I walk into, whatever business of theirs I'm, you know, taking part in, they're going to be like, hey, hello, how are you? Because they're going to feel a sense of calm and peace. And they're going to feel, you know, comfortable in their skin. Do you ever think half the time when you go into a place, there's a person, when you, you say, oh, hello, how are you? And they're like, hey, hi, can, how, how can I help you? And you're thinking to yourself, damn, like, what's wrong with them? Take <laughs> yeah. a minute to think they're probably wearing a, a uniform that they feel very uncomfortable in. They're probably covering up something that they don't want to cover up. Yep. They, they feel uncomfortable the whole time they're there. And then especially if they see someone like you with bright pink hair that comes up and smiles and says, hello, they're thinking, I wish I was her. Yeah. I wish I could be that right now I wish I could do what she's doing right now and there's a sadness that comes over them and it might overwhelm their ability to give you a full-on happy customer service experience like no one thinks about that and that sucks and some people might say well that's too bad they just that they chose that job they've got to you know no yeah they chose that job because they want to eat and they want to look over their head that's what like you know what I mean? It's it, that's what. It's mind-boggling to me, especially when you think, like, what what is your job actually? 
You know? Like, your actual job is just to make coffee, so why should it matter? Right. Or your actual job is is, is saving people's lives. Like, if you're a doctor, that's your job. And Who cares you what that. you look like? Right. Who and cares? You do it. doesn't matter what, how many tattoos you have. You're trained to save lives. So you know how to do that. So what's the problem if you have a tattoo while you're doing it? Right. And shouldn't we be more focused on you saving lives? Right. That should be the focus. Like, I want you to be focused on making my coffee. I want you to be focused on yeah. handling my money if you're a bank teller, not yeah. on the fact that your manager won't allow you to just exist. That's you know? And if your manager is putting a spotlight on that, that's your manager's problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's... Or, that's, you know, corporate, such and such. That That's their issue. Yeah, that's corporate. And then, because that, but that's a very good point because it, you, it often does come down from the top. So, you know, that's just something, that's something that I've been talking about for a long time and I, I really want, hope that that needle keeps moving in the other direction because it's like it if you'll get a much better employee if they feel if they feel like they can truly be themselves and if they can feel comfortable in their skin if you try to squeeze them if you try to squoze them into some uh, you know round hole like they're a square peg and you're trying to squoze them into a round hole like then yeah they're gonna be uncomfortable you know and And at the end of the day who really cares? And I call this the Christmas card effect, right? No one actually enjoys sitting down for three hours and signing 300 Christmas cards. Right. No one enjoys that. And when you receive a Christmas card, you go, oh my God, this is so sweet. And then you might put it in a box or you might hang it up for the season and then it disappears. So we could all just not do that. Right. Or, you know, if you absolutely want to, like you have a really cute Christmas card, you could send it out. But I should not feel obligated to send you one back. And if we all just universally went this, this is unnecessary. We wouldn't have to do it anymore. No, we would not. And it's the same thing when it comes to this, this idea of professionalism. I highly doubt that the people in corporate at the very top really care what the baristas look like you know in a sense they have to on on some level but i don't think that they care if a barista in in montreal has green hair no they don't no they don't it 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 has a lot to do with um that they care about their bottom line right and they also care about like backlash from customer feedback like those are two things that that really have a lot to do with those things. So, you know. Well, you know what? I'm going to just put, we have been, we've been at it and we've been at it hard. (laughs) I think we covered everything. I'm going to have to wrap this up for, for now. And I want to thank you for sharing our first episode of season three with us. And we are going to have to get you to come back at some point because we, there's so much more to discuss. Oh, please. I don't think that we even scratched the surface while we, we talked not. about everything. But we have, we've covered a lot, but we have not, <laughs> we are still, we have miles to go, ma'am. All right. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. And I'll talk to you again soon, my friend. 
I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, I think that there's plenty to take away, but not much more that needs to be said. Just be yourself. Be unapologetically yourself. And as I've said many times before, know thyself. Because once you know thyself, you can be thyself. And fret not about those who have a problem with it. Just think of it this way. They're struggling too. They're struggling. They're trying to get to know themselves. And it's a little frustrating when they see other people who appear to be further along in that journey than they are. That's all it is. And you know what else it is? Not your problem. So go ahead. I hereby give you permission to be yourself every damn day as much as you want. Change it up whenever you like. Try something new. Throw that in the trash. Do something else. Do what makes you happy. Do what brings you bliss. I'm not talking about at the expense of others. Just do what brings you bliss. Your bliss. And if it bothers somebody that you're out there doing your bliss and experimenting and having fun and living your best life because you only get one, one more time for the cheap seats. Not your problem. And pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week.